conversation with different people and getting this stuff out is, is really important, really important. Welcome to the Wellbeing Champions podcast brought to you by Loonbase. My name is Aaron. And my name is Tom. This is the Wellbeing Champions podcast where we bring you pearls of wisdom from the best and brightest in the wellbeing world. We aim to share knowledge and learn from others on how to enable people to truly work and live well. On today's episode, we welcome Dave Scholes. Dave is the founder of Mindsight, where their mission is to help businesses and charities look after their number one asset, their people. They have the bold aim of positively impacting 25,000 lives over the next 10 years. They do this by creating environments of care where a positive well-being approach is the only acceptable culture. He is also the host of Roast and Toast, a weekly coffee-driven Zoom meeting and a safe environment to discuss all things health and well-being. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. So Dave, we like to start each episode with our Fast Five warm-up questions. So whenever you're ready, what's your favourite day of the week? Uh, Love a Wednesday. Wednesday? Why Wednesday? Um, We do roast and toast on a Wednesday and it always ends up being a pretty positive start to um, the day. And, you know, everybody talks about hump day, don't they, and all that kind of stuff. It, It just... It wasn't a favourite day, and it has become recently. So, yeah, Wednesday. And Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Only recently, though, again. Yeah, why is that? Um, I've just I found I use it more, and I found Facebook a bit ranty over recent weeks. LinkedIn, you kind of get to the point quickly. It, it's, it's more professional, isn't it? But at the same time, it feels a lot more supportive. But again, might change my mind. And are you a night owl or an early riser? I'm an early riser. What time's early? Um, I, I've started trying to get in the office for, for half seven, if I can. I found that, I mean, again, it's the COVID thing, isn't it? I found that getting in early and finishing early works really well um, for me. So I, I'm not a, you know, I wake up and hang around in bed for ages. If I'm up, I'm like, ping, on we go. And started cracking on with the day, really. Great. And I can see that poster behind you. So um, Thierry Henry or Dennis Bergkamp? Oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> um, Thierry Henry. Because I can see the Bergkamp poster behind you. That's oh, it's tough that as well. <laughs> and is there a purchase under £100 that's maybe given you happiness in the past year? I've started during COVID getting back into Sabutio and I've got a bit obsessive with it. <laughs> So it would be absolutely a Sabutio purchase. I'm even like traveling kind of in and around the country on, on eBay and all this kind of stuff, getting stuff shipped in. So <laughs> I have bought a couple of items that I had when I was a kid that, that have cost me very little, but the memories attached to them are spot on. And my, my missus isn't as thrilled by this new venture as, as I am, because um, it's littering the spare room. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah, so, so tell us a bit then about your background, how, how you end up where you are today, and a little bit of the origins of Mindsight, if you don't mind. Cool. Yeah, um, it, it's, a, it's an interesting story, really. It start, starts a bit, a bit odd. The two, the two things don't really link. So from a work point of view, um, I've had a, a creative design business for many, many years, um, so I always worked in the creative industry. I'm not, I'm not a creative myself. I'm not a designer or anything like that. I just had a lot of mates that were very creative. They wanted to 
get the cranes out and do some colouring, didn't want to run a business. I quite like people and thought, oh, I can probably sit in the middle of this and, and create this business that's very people-focused around getting people websites that actually work and the stuff that they want to do. Started doing that for a number of years, ended up moving into the charitable sector, helping a few friends out that had set up charities without any real marketing strategies and all these kind of things, and ended up delivering on some of those projects. So I ended up this very strange world for a number of years of a creative design business working with, you know, quite high-end businesses in, in, in some of the kind of larger spheres of, you know, Manchester industry and all that kind of stuff, but then also supporting individuals in areas of crisis. I, nine years ago, lost my best mate to suicide, which, as you can imagine, was tough it, it was it was something I I struggled to deal with myself in terms of a lot of blame on, on myself for what I realized over the years through professional support and and kind of getting people around me good family good friends a, a lot of things that I was punishing myself for that I couldn't do anything about you know mindsight um has effectively come on the back of nine years of my own personal journey through professional support, GPs, counselling, all that kind of stuff, but also through the journey of finding things that worked for me that didn't work for me alongside conversations with mates over a pint who said, look, Dave, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here for you. I'm the support for you. Let's let's journey this together. Pick up the phone if you need me. And I thought, you know, I've navigated some of this stuff and, and through helping some of the lads that I supported um, with the charitable stuff, you know, who were in worse places than me, I actually learned a lot of stuff about how crisis teams worked and how to navigate the NHS care system and what counselling might work for me or might not. Um, and I thought, actually, do you know what? There's, there's a space here for a normalish lad from Burnley who's kind of navigated this himself with a lot of great support to go, do you know what, this, this might be something that's that's missing. You know, mindset for me sits in that gap of we're not the campaign to get people talking and we're not the professional support at the top end. We know the campaigns and we know where the support is. We're the bit in the middle that kind of sticks an arm round while somebody's on this journey of care and health and, and, and getting to a place that's one step in front of the other we're kind of the mate with the arm round that knows a little bit, that shares a little bit, that gets people talking in the right way with the right language from prevention to crisis and, and allows anybody the license to basically get some tools to look after themselves and then some tools to look after the people around them. So, yeah, that's that's mindset, really. And obviously you, you mentioned roast and toast already and it's something that I've, you know, I've experienced and had the pleasure of, but just... Tell us, like, where did that come from? Where did the idea come from? And, and what is Roast and Toast for people who haven't stumbled across it? Yeah, so we, I decided about Mindsight um, back in October of 2019. That was, that was the idea. Spent about six months kind of shaping this thing that I felt was going to be delivery into the workplace. We weren't workplace well-being. That was definitely something that I didn't want to be. But the workspace for me was always where people were going to gather as a collective you know it was an easyish place to get in and speak to multiple people 
in the same way we want to do charity and education. So built this great concept and this 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 program alongside Andy that that you've met with with the idea that we'd start the business in February of last year. So we set up Mindsight, 3rd of February, 2020, within about three weeks, um, welcome to COVID, which wasn't, you know, it wasn't really part of the game plan. Um, and I, I had a couple of weeks of real, really struggling with this going, you know, I feel that this is the thing that I'm on the planet to do for the first time ever. I've gone, this is it, I know it. Mm. And all of a sudden that disappears and there's all this stuff popping around of, you know, all the digital stuff's now online. We weren't going to do that. We were always going to be about face-to-face delivery. So I had a bit of a panic going, we haven't got that yet. We're not developing that just yet. And then all these things started popping up, you know, the top five tips for working from home, the top five tips for doing this. And I thought, hold on a second, you you don't know how I am. My top five tips for a Monday might be very different for a Wednesday. So we kind of just sat back and went, maybe we just need to start asking some questions, finding out what people are actually doing really well with and struggling with, rather than assuming we know the answers. And maybe the concept of what worked for me, i.e. having a brew with a mate or a pint with a mate, maybe that's something we could investigate. So roast and toast very simply came from the idea of a coffee or a pint. We put this little Zoom chat idea together, 9.30 on a Wednesday morning every week, did the first one where I effectively did this, told my story, invited well-being contacts, my mates, my mum and dad, anybody that I knew into this space, thinking it'll probably be about three or four weeks, we'll do a bit of research, find out some stuff. 36 weeks later, we're still doing it every week. We've probably had 250, 300 different people through to the point of we're about to do another roast and toast session every week, probably from Feb, if not two more. And all we've done is created this really unique space. And you'll know, Tom, from being in it, where you come in, no labels, no titles. You know, you can come in as, as a doctor or the marketing lady from qvc shopping channel and both of those people have been in and and your story is your story but not as your profession it's as valuable as the story of the graduate or the lady that comes in who's lost a child or and what we've done is created an environment where people are opening up about stuff but they're supporting each other it's less about our voice more about theirs and we do do it a little bit differently you know we're not doing a Every week, you know, this week it's about anxiety. We're going to do a session on anxiety. We'll we'll do a session on courage that will be, let's be less lion from the Wizard of Oz, more Liam Gallagher from Oasis. And people coming in going, what? But it's just about getting the courage to say that you're not doing okay or saying to a mate that, that you know, you're there for them if they're not doing okay. And people are coming in feeling comfortable and... We are now inviting people less because people are inviting mates and colleagues and it just seems to work, mate. And people keep asking me out and I'm like, I don't know. I've not got a clue. Um, but but it, it does. And, it, and it's it's just a great way to start, you know, a Wednesday, an hour on a Wednesday morning. It's just, yeah, it's just good, mate. Really good. 
Oh, yeah, really powerful. And, and, and yeah, I'm glad to see it, you know, to grow so well. And where it's expanding into, will there be more sessions that are open to kind of anybody wants to join or is that something that you're doing for specific groups of people? So we, again, it's, it's shaped, it's shaped a lot of what we'll actually do. I don't like to call them products, but the things that we'll actually deliver into business, a lot of that has been shaped by the strengths of Roast and Toast, you know, the virtual event where you can actually just come onto a screen and just watch and take it all in if you want to. If you want to contribute in, in a written chat, you can. If you want to speak, you can. Um, you know, we, we can control the, the louder people and we can bring in the quieter people. And, and it's a really welcoming environment for people that are coming in for the first time. So we we feel that this can can go anywhere that it needs to go. Um, you know, our, our brand and everything about Mindsight is, is you know, the brand's based on a pair of Adidas trainers. That's because I like Adidas trainers. It feels very me. You know, we talk about the swagger of the Gallagher brothers and mental health with a swagger and all this. You know, it's not a cocky thing. It's a confident thing. Mm -hmm. But what I've realized with with Roast and Toast is that the, the swagger that's my Adidas trainers, the thing that I'm comfortable with, that I'm happy kind of bringing into the, the brand of me talking about mental health is very different for different people. So my dad came on the other week and we did we did a conversation about how he dealt with me struggling with mental health and how I dealt with him having a, a, a bite of depression when he was a teacher many, many years ago. So kind of flipped it, not about the, the person that was struggling, but about the person that was kind of there as the support. And my dad runs a ukulele group for 30 blokes every week in his village. <laughs> and I went, hold on, that's... That's his Adidas trainers. So Roast and Toast isn't about, you know, coming in and 90s music and films and all the kind of stuff that we do. Actually, it'll be about whatever the swagger is to attract people to the people that are leading it. So we will do more community-driven ones and we might do a female-only one or a male-only one. We've talked about doing a version that's a little bit like Soccer Saturday and putting it into sports clubs, you know, the idea of getting a couple of ex-pros on there talking about their journey, watching a game of footy together, and then at half-time just chatting a little bit around mental health and all these kind of things. It can be anything where we put an environment together where people are drawn in by the people that are leading it to, to be supportive. So it could be anything, mate, honestly. It could, it could go anywhere, which is which is the strength of it, I guess. And so say if there's somebody out there who's listening who might be, you know, they might be a well-being lead for an organisation or they might work in a HR role. They're a company with 100 staff, 200 staff, and they want to focus more on the culture within the staff and the, and the well-being of the staff. What would that look like? Yeah, so again, like most things we do, I was really conscious of not trying to duplicate what was already out there. I mean, the reality of it is, you know, everybody knows what the campaigns are. Everybody really knows that this is a topic. When you talk about mental health and well-being, everybody knows it's a topic that's on the radar. And I think everybody has accessibility to the professional support. It's just knowing how to access that and making those conversations within a business more of the normality within that business and what are the common themes then that you're seeing, obviously without divulging kind of specifics of, of individual business, but what are the common themes in where people are struggling? What are your team of experts bringing in to help bolster that and help mitigate some of the problems? Our, our biggest thing that, we, that we've noticed, probably the common thing, 
that people talk about is those moments in a business where people support each other. So there's a lot of businesses with very good cultures face to face, but that's not happening anymore. So what we're calling the, I mean, we call them cooler shaker moments, but those water cooler moments where you might just be grabbing a brew in the kitchen with a colleague and you put the world to rights in 10 minutes, or you just get some stuff off your chest that's been bubbling a little bit, but you get it off your chest at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. You can't do that over Zoom. You can't arrange an informal meeting just at a point where you bump into somebody because you don't bump into people on, on Zoom. And what we're really focusing on at the moment, you know, the reality is things like, you know, anxiety and isolation and all those kind of things are absolutely relevant. And, they're, you know, they're affecting people within business and outside of business. But what we are really focusing on going, right, okay, the cultures that, that you talk about that are strong face to face, how do we recreate that in an artificial place? How do we get these kind of body systems and culture care without feeling like you're, you're checking up on somebody? How do, how do we create check-ins rather than check-ups? How do we take the strengths of what happens within your business from a well-being point of view face to face? And how do we put it online? You know, even really practical things like, a business using Teams, for example, as their business meeting platform, putting the informal conversations onto Zoom, it makes a difference. And we're like, does it? People go, yeah, because it doesn't feel like work. Teams is our work platform. Doing something on Zoom isn't work because that's what I do to talk to my friends. And we go, right, okay, that's that's been it. So we've we've spent the last six months asking a lot of questions because every business is different and within each of those businesses every individual's different and the challenge is every individual's different not just from week to week but from day to day speaking of, of getting people to share their story could you tell us a bit about your 52 for 52 campaign and where that yeah. came from so hashtag 52 was nothing more complex than me starting thinking i wonder whether we could get 52 businesses to commit to posting on a monday morning one per business every week, 10 o'clock, about what they do for themselves and the staff around well-being so that we've got this positive message that's floating around social media that's not always my voice but other businesses with their own story. I thought, that's all right, but it's not big enough. What if they then nominate another business that they would know that I maybe wouldn't to do the same thing? So that's what we've done. I think we're 36 weeks in. So we're unbelievably kind of coming towards the close of this. And what it's done is it's got these little streams of maybe five or six other videos taking place. And it's it's brought people into our network. So we, we've had people coming into Roast and Toast that don't even know who Mindsight are. They know of Hashtag 52 and somebody's seen it and invited them into the Roast and Toast thing. And it's just you know, increase that message of people, the response has been brilliant. People go, I, I didn't know you struggled with that. Or that's exactly where I am this week. Thanks for sharing it. And people have been really open and, and really honest because I think there's a bit of freedom behind a camera. It's, it's not necessarily talking to people face to face, but it's got them into their world of contacts in, in a very, very positive way. And yeah, it's, 
been good. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, some some people have taken a little bit longer to do that than others, but you know, I'm not not pointing any fingers. Just saying. Yeah, uh, so some people did nine. Some people did nine cuts, and then um, <laughs> and then the be- the better halves decided that uh, that it was such an awkward tense camera shot that um that it was to be to be uh, to be permanently deleted. Yeah, I, be- I believe the editing suite is it can be can be quite cruel in certain certain Oof. environments. Well, you're, you're telling that, and the and the director as well. They can be quite <laughs> cruel as well. <laughs> Brilliant. I think you mentioned a few already, but is there any techniques that work for you personally when you feel overwhelmed, stressed, a little down? Are, are there any techniques that you're kind of go to? I think my, my techniques are all related to people. And again, you know, I, I, I like getting outdoors. That, that, that's a biggie for me. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's a, something that a lot of people are talking about at the present moment of time. And it does work, you know, the, 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 the kind of medical elements are there. But what, what I've found is that I've, I've got kind of a team of six people around me that I know I can talk to at, at various stages and and they're all very different individuals so I've got I've got you know one mate that I know if I go and have a conversation with he'll almost come down and sit in the pity party for a bit which is all right because sometimes I need that I've got another mate that'll kick me up the backside and tell me to sort myself out and give my head a wobble I've got another mate that just needs to tell me that I'm doing okay you know, we, we're 12 months into a business during lockdown. There's there's many times in that where I've not not believed in what this business can do, but I've stopped believing in me being strong enough to deliver it. I spent nine months trying to put somebody else at the forefront of what we are doing. And I've got a mate in that mix that just tells me I'm doing all right and just tells me to carry on going. I've got a mate that I go out for a walk with that we very rarely speak, but we'll go and spend an hour and we both know at the end of it, it it's all right. And I think that's that's my coping mechanism because different days I'm I'm in different places. And I've realised that one thing doesn't always work every day. You know, I, I love, I mean, we've chatted about this time, I love snowboarding. One of my big things was every year, the, the one week snowboarding holiday was the the thing that actually revitalized everything before i actually realized i was struggling with some work related stress that one week seemed to fix everything you know the adrenaline just the the, you know you don't know unless you've snowboarded or skied it's a different experience to anything else and three years ago four years ago i went on that week and it didn't work and it threw me you know that was my fixer. That that was the that was the work really hard. The kind of stuff I'd go for a week and I'd be all right. And I came back and I thought it's not worked. And I realised that actually sometimes the things that do work for you don't work all the time. The year after it was brilliant, worked an absolute treat. But I think what what I've realised is that conversation with different people and getting this stuff out is is really important really important oh thank you and yeah and don't yeah don't talk about snowboarding this time oh, year. have, no, you, have you seen have you seen the snowfall and then so <laughs> and everything's I, I, closed I bought, <laughs> yeah i bought a snowboard for the first time i've snowboarded for about 10 years i bought my first ever snowboard last january for a plan to go in march oh. it hasn't come out of the bag so 10 years i've put off buying this equipment within two weeks of <laughs> buying this thing it's sat in a bag in the attic. Oh. Heartbreak. 
Look, sometime soon. Sometime soon you'll uh, you'll rip it out. <laughs> Absolutely. One day, mate. One day. So looking towards then the future of Roast and Toast and looking towards the future of Mindsight, what do you think that's going to look like and where are you growing into and what you, mainly what are you excited about, really? Roast and Toast, we, we are looking at creating effectively a franchise model for Roast and Toast. It's never going to be a chargeable event. We asked the question and people said, you know, it's worth a gym membership. It's, it's brilliant, this. But if you make it chargeable, it becomes a different type of event. It's got to be more led than group participation and that's the strength of it so that was brilliant but also very disappointing at the same time so we just had to make the decision and went right it needs to be franchised it needs to grow but it's not the usual franchise model of paying in for it so that's that's the i guess the social element of the social enterprise that we deliver so roast and toast over the next six months 12 months We'll, we'll multiply, we'll put it on different days at different times. You know, we want to put some into the education sector, we want to put some into the charitable sector because at the moment, unless you can turn up at half nine on a Wednesday morning, you can't do roast and toast. We want to get to a stage where we help businesses to create their own roast and toast within their own particular business or network. So that's that's roast and toast in there. We've, as you know, been kind of developing and playing around with, with a bit of an app um, which again has nurtured and morphed into something very not different to what it was, but the, the way that it operates and the I guess the user experience of that app um, has developed again because of things like Roast and Toast that are all about community and culture. So really excited about that and where that develops and goes over the next 12 months. We're at a stage where we've got a kind of a beta test version of that so I can show people how it works it doesn't look pretty and it's it's not it's not a great ux but it's it's the starter for you know to put into the world of a, a developer or, or an investor on that and then the other kind of really exciting one is that we um we're developing a new retail arm of what we do what i realized probably over the last three months is that the route into people in the workplace is probably not as easy to navigate as it was 12 months ago a lot of the decisions of whether people are investing in well-being and mental health is is on the decision of a md at the top end who's also thinking about finance who's also thinking about other things for the business who may not even have mental health on the radar not because they're selfish they just don't it's just not something that they struggle with so there's a hundred people down here whose health and well-being is potentially balancing on the decision of somebody tears and tears away so we thought right how do we get to those people without it being reliant on a business so we've kind of come up with this idea of maybe sticking well-being information and messages onto a few different creative retail products that are effectively designed to open up conversation and start conversation so again, being a little bit different, we're not focusing on the person that is potentially struggling. We're focusing on helping their mate, their pal, to support them through that journey. So that will launch officially. I'm not giving too much away because it doesn't launch officially until February, March time. Um, but just to say it is, it's a little left field. Let, let's put it like that. But it's it's a little left field but we think it might be just unique enough 
to have an impact. Oh, well, you've, uh, you've teased a little us te- there. Yeah, a little teaser, yeah. Oh, very excited. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some Arsenal-themed kind of merch, but I don't know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be clutching at straws. Right? <laughs> there is a Sabuti link to this at some point, but that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Good. And kind of in closing then, is there anybody in the space that you um, that you respect and you'd love to see as a guest on the, on the podcast? I've been really fortunate in meeting a lot of fabulous people in, in this space. So you guys have both both met Andy, um, who, who's working with me and helping to, to shape a lot of the, the stuff that we deliver into the workplace. Her background is just... She, she's done all sorts of things with graduates and businesses and, and coaching within that network. But we, we've spent the last nine months. Well, I didn't know Andy 12 months ago. It's ridiculous. I got introduced to her through a friend. And she just kind of went, I'm all in. I believe in this. I'm going to help you to achieve what it is that you're trying to get out there. So she would be brilliant because she... Um, she, she's just got, again, like the majority of people in, in the mix, she's, she's got her own story. Um, and again, her journey on how that's developed through mindset and some other stuff would, 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 be, a, would be an absolute winner on there. But yeah, she, she, would be a, she would be a great guest. Great. I appreciate that. In closing, how can people reach out to you? How can they connect? Where would you like people to go? So our website is mindsight.org.uk. Um, because we're all about connection, everything on social media is Mindsight Connect. And if people want to drop me an email, um, we're always up for a chat, always up for a little bit of conversation, certainly with businesses that just are trying to navigate something but don't quite know where to start. Um, we're really up for those conversations. So then just drop me an email at dave at mindsight.org.uk. Brilliant. And I will link to all of those in the show notes. Make it easy for people. Brilliant. Brilliant, Dave. No, well, yeah, thank you so much for for coming up. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dave. No problems. This podcast is brought to you by Loonbase. Loonbase is an all-in-one wellbeing platform for your workplace. Listeners of this podcast can get an exclusive deal. Just simply go to loonbase.com forward slash champions. That's loonbase.com forward slash champions to find out more.